0: It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Well, we just love when Audrey Buller comes from Joseph Beth, master bookseller at Joseph Beth. And when we do these interviews, we understand that she has earned that title. I am convinced that Audrey has read everything. On the face of the earth, but the kids are reading this summer too. So
1: we're going to talk about kids as well. Yeah, we've got an Adventures to Summer reading program going on for um, grades K through uh, eight, and uh, we can get you signed up for that. There are variety of summer camps and activities going on too. And I
0: have to tell you, Audrey, while it was forever ago in the dark ages, when I was a kid, that was, I loved our summer reading program at the Mm -hmm. library and we got to go move ourselves on a map and all this good stuff. Yeah, they
1: get a passport. Yeah, Yeah. there's Uh there's
0: a lot to be said. That's how you can develop a kid into a reader and this is the time.
1: It is. And actually the first book I'm going to talk about is uh, a book for middle grade readers. It's a new one and it has a Big title, The Mortification of Fovea Munson. <laughs> okay, Fovea not only has an unusual name, she has unusual parents. They're pathologists and they run a cadaver lab. Oh, kids and are going to love that. I know it. It's as, as one reviewer said, it's hilarious and disgusting. Um, but there are three heads defrosting in the lab when the <laughs> story begins. And they start speaking to Fovea. And they want to get her on their side because they have a goal. They want to sing in a barbershop quartet. Oh, my God, I love that. I know it. I know it. It's just a totally out there, wonderful, wonderful ride. And uh, I really recommend I mean, I laughed and laughed and laughed my way through it. So you're even
0: reading the kids' book. You really have read every book. Oh, I'll tell you. Don't you you think the best kids' authors do this kind of thing? They don't dumb it down for kids. I mean, I think of Roald Dahl. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had some dark stuff in absolutely, it. You know?
1: Absolutely. Kids know it's
0: out there. They, they, they want to be able to read it and express it.
1: Well, and this one is is really a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: that is fantastic. Okay. So get those kids reading this <clears throat> yeah. summer. So well, What we'll are the grown-ups going to yeah, read? Yeah,
1: we'll shift to a grown-up book. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, new to paperback. Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. Th- when this came out in hardcover, it had good reviews and but d- it didn't go real big for us. And then it started creeping along. Book clubs started reading it. Word of mouth was going at it. It was a real sleeper, and got very popular. And now the paperback is out. It is so funny and so touching. It's about a character named Eleanor Oliphant who has a very particular way of going about her life. There's a lot of routine. There's a lot of repetition. And, uh, when I started reading it, I thought, oh, I know what this is about. And I was completely wrong. That and I love it when an author does that. That is me. always mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to check that one it's, out. It's, it's really a terrific read. And, and another wonderful little beach read, Amy Reichert, who, um, she, one of her books that we just loved at this store, The Coincidence of Coconut Cake. Um, her new book is called The Optimist's Guide to Letting Go. And it's about three generations in the same family grandmother, mother, and eye rolling teenage daughter who doesn't think her mother gets anything right. right. And I, can you imagine? Such no, a character? never. And, um, the mother is relentlessly upbeat and looking forward. Um, ways to solve these relationship issues with her mother and her daughter. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful read. We love Amy Reichert a lot. Oh, that sounds like one I would love as well. These are going to stack up for me, you know. I know. <laughs> if only we had time to read. Well, and I think a perfect thing to do in this summer or any time is read David Sedaris. Um, just, you know, one of the most unique, I guess you can't say most unique, uh Takes on the world as this man has, and he has a new new group of essays out called Calypso, and um, it it would be a great summer read, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan of his. I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna peel through this as you pull up the next one. You bet. So I love it. Essays, not short stories, but same idea. You can just read a little bit right. and yeah,
1: you don't have to commit to the whole book at once. Or yeah,
0: anything. fantastic.
1: And then we're gonna move into the world of murder. I love a little murder, especially in the summer. <laughs> Anthony Horowitz, <clears throat> excuse me. Wonderful, wonderful writer, has written many mysteries. His most recent was The Magpie Mist The Magpie Murders, which was fun. It was a mystery within a mystery. Such fun. And he writes a lot for Uh, television. If any of uh, our listeners are familiar with Midsummer Murders or Foil's War, the things that uh, pop up on PBS, he he, uh, has written all of those things. So his new book is called The Word is Murder. And funnily enough, it's about a mystery writer named Anthony Horowitz. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> who gets into kind of a pickle things are not as they seem initially it's it's wonderful he is so devilishly clever i yeah. love him i just love him oh
0: my god each one of these is compelling to me in its own way that's why i love when you re- bring <laughs> oh. these book
1: lists well i'm gonna go a little bit further afield here wonderful new novel called they're there written by um, a man named Tommy Orange, who is a Native American writer. This follows, I think it's nine different characters on their way to a powwow in, contemporary, in the contemporary West. Um, all Native American characters, all from um, different parts uh, of, the, of the West, primarily, <clears throat> and it's a wonderful combination of Native American issues and urban issues. It is gloves off, bare-knuckled writing and it is wonderful. The characters are just compelling and uh he is he is just a terrific writer. Wow. Um it's, uh, it's not like anything else you're going to read. Uh, oh, this summer. wow. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Okay. <clears throat> and while we're talking about multiple characters, Richard Power's new novel, The Overstory, which the, um, in, in, um, botany, the overstory is the, the canopy in a, in a forest. And this is a novel about trees. That's the thing that links together, um, uh, all of these stories, all of these characters. Again, wonderfully drawn just incredible number of individual voices that I'm always in awe of an author who can do that yeah. and, and write convincingly in all of those voices. And um ecoactivism is at the heart of this and he does some time traveling. Powers can get out there uh pretty good. Um but this is a wonderful, wonderful, intense book and uh um for those of you who are interested in uh, trees, <laughs> it would be a great place to go.
0: <laughs> Actually, go and read that in one of the tree houses at Red uh, Gorge. What yeah. is Red River Gorge. There's a new company called Canopy Crew that just made me Wonderful. think of it. Could you imagine reading that book the, oh, in one
1: of their tree houses? That's a perfect pairing. I know you know how to do wine and food. Well, you know how to do book and Books? location. That's too. right. There you go. <laughs> And then um, a novel from our friend Silas House, who is an Appalachian novelist. He's currently on the faculty at Berea College. He um, has not published a novel in some years, so we're very excited to see uh, Southernmost. And also Silas is going to be with us at the Rookwood location on the 28th. 20- 8th of June at 7 p.m. We're so happy oh, to have fantastic. him. Oh, fantastic. Talking is, about the book and signing. Yeah, he is well known as a voice of Appalachia. This particular book is a contemporary setting. Um, he's written some period stuff, um, previously, but this is about contemporary issues and, uh, and the South with a little trip to the southernmost point of the U.S., Key West. So, um, it's, uh, Silas is, just such an authentic voice and um this is a terrific book. I They're have not
0: happy. read any of his books. What do you remember the name off the top sure. of your head, some of the others? Uh,
1: Parchment of Leaves is an incredibly, incredibly good one. And um he he um has written about like early nineteen hundreds in the hills too. So um if you're if you're a fan of that sort of thing. Clay's Quilt was his first one. Um he sort of um became uh known. They interviewed him for NPR with the first book. He was um, writing, but he was a a rural postman. He was driving the mail around this very, very rural route in southern Kentucky, almost to Tennessee, because he was not supporting himself with uh, with writing at that point. And uh, um and has since be, you know, become uh, a figure in academia as well as, as well as novels. So what an experience
0: that would be to oh. be a really rural mail delivery guy. He wow. is
1: 100%
0: real. This man is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That intrigues me too. Sure.
1: So there's only one last left in this gorgeous well, stack of books. This is the cherry on top of this Sunday. It's absolute brain candy mm-hmm. and it's just a wonderful summertime book. It comes to us from Lauren Weisberger who gave us The Devil Wears Prada, remember that? Oh, right. Great story. Yes. Well, this one's called When Life Gives You Lululemons. (laughs) (laughs) So you can guess what territory we're in here. Yes, yes. You know, there's nothing like a good beachy chick lit read for the summertime, and I absolutely recommend this. Yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. There's several people I can think of that would just love that, just based on the title alone. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Audrey, these are so good. There's always, I mean, I end up reading at least a handful of what you bring every time and love them and would like to get through all of them, but as you say, only so many hours in the day. But I am convinced you don't sleep and that you read around the (laughs) clock.
1: You know, I have a pretty boring life. I, <laughs> I walk the dog, I listen to the Reds, uh, I work at the bookstore, and I read. And it's to me, it's a dream life. I was going
0: to say, <laughs> there's nothing boring about that. I mean, a really good book, you, you're oh. there in it. And the best books are when you really don't want it to end. Absolutely. You're not ready to say goodbye yeah, to everybody. Yeah, you just don't want to leave
1: that world. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you've brought a great world of books for us today. And I'm going to make sure to put the list on both Facebook and amy-tobin.com. And of course, you can always find Audrey and lots of great titles at Joseph Beth, the Rookwood location and you can also find uh, Joseph Beth in Kentucky as well. But thank you so much. It is just a joy to have you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here always. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com